When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. My camera is not up, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I do all of this work to get my camera ready, and then it doesn't show <laughs> up the on the screen on the first screen <laughs> that I set it up for. This is like um, this is like a is, mutated, right? This is this, this is, is what a, happens uh, when a video we're, we're late, and I'm rushing around to do things, and you guys get to no. watch me do it live. Today is Saturday, September the thirtieth, twenty twenty three. I am joined alongside two of my pals here. First of all, one, obviously, Mr. Mark Resurrectus, Wormhole Extraordinaire, Hello. and Hello, recently re-elected re CSMer, and my new biggest pal, Stitch Caneland, our favorite of all the small gangers, who is uh, about to serve on his first CSM after many, many, many times of running. Congratulations, Stitch. I'm glad you made it. Thanks. All right, camera is done. Now, first of all, one, today... It's Saturday, September 30th. Tomorrow is uh, is October the 1st. Wow. It is the first Sunday in October. That means the end of Oktoberfest is almost here. Mm. They extended it two days this year. So Oktoberfest ends on the 3rd, which is Tuesday. So all of our German friends, especially in the South, we hope you are enjoying the rest of your Oktoberfest. Our friends in the China time zone, I hope you are enjoying your moon festival and tomorrow is obviously National Day for the Chinese. So it's a lot of holidays coming up for people around the world here mm. in EVE Online. For the rest of us, we've got football tomorrow. We've got football today. And oh yeah, as a proud son of Baltimore, I can say that my Orioles are the American League East Division champions. And we did it. So First time go. in a long time, right? I mean, it's been a long time. Last like time we really... did it was 2014. It's been a while, and it's been 40 I... years since we won a World Series. So, I'll tell hey, you. There you go. I'll tell you, Brisk. I'm happy for you. I am. Thank I'm you. really happy Thank for you. you. I, I, I mean, I can't myself uh, personally sympathize with the plight of people who don't uh, support teams that have won their division for the last six years running. Um, but I must, I bet it must be terrible. Really? It's, it's very terrible. And I have to say yeah. one of the downsides to this mm -hmm. job is that I have to spend every Saturday with a Braves fan, the one team in ah. baseball that can arguably say they are better than us. I'm just oh, saying. we certainly can. <laughs> so anyway, this season this has been great for the now. Orioles. We won a hundred games for the first time since 1980. I was three years old. The last oh time. God. We won 100 games. I was six years old the last time we won the World Series. Uh, and obviously, also this week, we lost one of the greatest legends of Baltimore of all time. Brooks Robinson passed away on Tuesday. If you lived and, and, and or worked or were a Baltimore fan, there is no way you don't know who that is. And if you yeah. live around here, there's no way you haven't met him before. 
I have dozens of signed things in my house from him. My son has met him. I have met him. I saw him inducted into the Hall of Fame live when I was six in 1983. So we are, we have number five proudly displayed on the Meta Show this weekend in memory of our boy Brooks. Now, no more sports ball. Let's talk about EVE Online. Oh, my. Why would we do that? So... There's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about this week, not the least of which was the war in the Northwest between fraternity, PanFam on one side, and the B2 coalition, as well as Enit and the Imperium. I was going to talk about those folks. I had a long conversation. I've had long conversations with a number of the players up north. And the one thing I realized was, you know what? I need to have these guys on camera. So we're going to try to put together a show sometime next week or the week after to get Jenks and Starfleet Commander and a couple of other people potentially on the show to talk about what's going on in the Northwest. Because I think it's interesting because it's really the only thing going on in NullSec right now, Hmm. except this other thing that's happening. Other thing. This other thing that's happening. So as you all saw, we talked about last week on the show CCP, in their infinite wisdom, has developed a new expansion. It's called Havoc. It will be released on November the 14th. They previewed some of it at FanFest last week. And the highlight, or I guess maybe the star central piece of our new expansion, is this new region of space called Zarzak. Zarzak. Before we go too much further, Brisk, I do want to do a little bit of... um piercing the corporate veil here real fast please do. Uh, and and let people in on a terrifying revelation that i had personally this last week during the csm meeting on thursday when all of the csm met with the devs um and this might get me in a lot of trouble i know um you know it's, it's just one of those risks you have to take to inform the public and what I have to inform you of is that Kazanir pronounces Havoc, Havoc, uh, which Are you is, kidding me? He did, he absolutely did. Are you Go back fucking and, kidding me? Watch, he said, he says Havoc uh, in the, in the recording. I thought I was having a stroke, so I listened to it twice. Havoc. Uh, and I, I nearly, suspended. anyway, continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Zarzak. Okay. Zarzak. Zarzak. Now. Zarzak. So. So for those of you who don't know what Zarzak is, I will briefly talk about it for a moment here. And I will pull it up. I will pull up the map on the screen because I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. So what they are doing or what they have created, there is a new thing called the Deathless. They are some group that is not clear who they are. And again, my camera is not here. I thought I fixed it everywhere, but I did not. That's funny. Uh, This is, it's a new a new area of space, essentially. It is only accessible through four different areas of the game. One of them is Metropolis in high sec. One of them is Aridia, which is a Marlowe sec. One of them is Curse, which is the Angels Cartel NPC null sec. And the other is Venal, which is the Garistas NPC null sec. Now, Why is that important? Well, the main reason it's important is because the way that Zarzak works, there are single gates in four different systems. 
Those four systems are Turner in Metropolis, HTAC-P in Venal, GTAC-06 in Curse, and Alsavoin in, in Iridia, which I think is one of those places that I really like going to because there are so many FCs that are scared to pronounce the, the word Alsavoin like they don't know how to say it. Alsavoin? Yeah, so they just call it like Al or something, and they and, and it just it's really cute, like trying to get... Stitch, do you guys ever have problems pronouncing Alsavoin? I hope not. Maybe that's just a null segment. We don't, we don't really even say it that much. You don't even say it that much. Well, that's a shame. Because we, we go just, through there we just a lot post because things in chat. We just post things in chat. You're not talking to each other. I thought. I mean, I've... we talk, but not not about <laughs> names. We just say, "Here's a Desto." Everyone said that. Set the Desto. Set Desto. Get not, in there. They're not All a right. fucking different species, Brisk. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, <laughs> they are. They're totally weird. I don't understand Jesus. this. I don't get these people. So anyway, like, look like. Uh, here's what I'm saying. So, so okay. here are the you systems. Your, do you have Venal your, is here? Your, there goes. I was gonna say, can you draw? There you go. Metropolis is here. Aridia is here. And Curse is where the fuck is Curse? Where is Curse? Near Curse Derelict. Is here. Okay, you're right on top of it. Yeah. So you, you go. got this, 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 and this. Aridia, next to Delve, next to Fountain. Delve is where goons live. Fountain is where in it lives. Over here, Venal, next to Pureblind, where B2 lives. Next to Tribute and Veil and everything, where FRT and the rest of Panfam are. And then down here in Curse, you can get to Catch. You can get to the Southeast Agreement regions very easily. And mm. then that also takes you... It can get right up in here and get into into into, into uh, to high sec. So, what's unique about Zarzak? Four Jovian gates. The gates are massive. You saw them on the show last week. You jump in, and you can take a gate from Aridia, jump to Zarzak, and then immediately take a gate into Venal. Or immediately take a gate into Metropolis, or immediately take a gate into Curse, and and the same goes for all of these other regions. So instead of having to go all the way around New Eden, and even using Ansiblexes, that takes a little bit of time. There is a super quick, insta way to get around the geography of the game, mm. and that has Great. caused a lot of problems. Now, Stitch. You talked a lot about during your CSM campaign about power projection and your concern about Ansiblex gates. Do you have any concerns about Zarzak? Yeah, I mean, of, of course. Uh, just kind of even more from the perspective that we don't have any way to interdict them. Like, you know, even though it's still limited with Ansiblex, you can still potentially blow up an Ansiblex, things like that. But with, um, you know, Zarzak, it's basically just free reign on whatever you want to do to, to jump through and jump out and nothing really stopping you because from as far as I'm aware, the gates are way too big for you to even really camp effectively as well. Now, now I have a question, Stitch, and, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm curious, uh, and, and not, I, I'm not just, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, uh, you know, this is the only comparison that's being made with these things right now. But uh, one of the questions that has come up is these gates you know, being able to connect so many disparate parts of space, so many non-contiguous parts of space to use uh, phraseology also from Kasnir last week. Um, oh, by the way, I'm dumb. I keep saying Iridia. I mean to be saying Placid. My bad. Alsevoin's no. in Placid. I keep thinking it's Hophib and not and not Alsevoin. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry about You're that. You're fine. My bad, guys. Why Why is it such a problem that the Zarzak gates connect so many disparate parts of space while 
wormholes uh, can connect disparate parts of space. Uh, filaments can connect disparate parts of space. Um, you know, these are things that have existed in the game already uh, without any trouble. And suddenly now we have this new thing, uh, which is like Turner, which is like Thera, supposedly. Uh, and so the argument that is being made is, well, what's the big deal? Why is it so different? And so the big deal a, is, it's a, I mean, go ahead. It's a Please. multifaceted question. I would probably say the first thing is going to be, you know, why is it a problem is going to be more like, it's more focusing on that you have large groups, and especially in like with Zarzak now, but you have large groups. So like, we'll use snuff as an example, um, you know, have a fairly large force can, you know, get a lot of people in fleets, have a lot of capital support, things like that. Mm. They can now just kind of teleport all around low sec. Uh, kind of in a similar way that uh, you know large null groups could jump around all the null sec and kind of apply their their power to smaller groups to prevent them from establishing and you know things like that or just third partying on a fight you know if they've someone finds a fight somewhere across universe and um they're bored well now they can just kind of jump through this whole system and just third party a fight that you know they really don't have any stake into Whereas if it's a smaller group trying to defend themselves, you know, they, they obviously have no way to defend themselves against a massive group, just, you know, essentially teleporting across the universe with no real penalty. Mm. Uh, now, as far the, as the second part of the question goes, as far as like, you know, why does this matter when we have things like filaments and wormholes already? Well, wormholes, you have uh, mass limitations, so you can't mm. just jump through a wormhole with, you know, a thousand dudes and not have any issues because it's going to collapse behind you. Um, or, you know, you jump a wormhole two times and you're polarized. So it's not like you can just keep jumping back and forth all willy nilly. Uh, you know, if you want to go back the way you came and with filaments, you do have a, a 15 minute timer. So if you're using a filament, you jump and then you have to, at the bare minimum, wait 15 minutes so you can jump again. Hmm. Whereas with like things like Zarzak, you can just jump in, jump out. There's no 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 waiting, no limitations, no kind of artificial barrier to kind of delay this movement. Um, right. So that's kind of the main the main differences in that aspect. I that was a little bit of a rhetorical question uh, because that it feels like it's pretty obvious. But there are some people who who will continue to draw those conclusions unironically. Um, which is kind of a silly thing to do, but what was that brisk? No, I think, I think the stitch has got it fl flat out. Right. I mean, the bottom line is I think when you go through Zarzak in a fleet to go fight somewhere else, I think the average line member, and I've been on these fleets, like you, you go your jumps, you get in Zarzak and then you appear in venal. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, that mm. was it. Yeah. This is super OP. There's no fuel. There was no toll. You didn't have to have an alliance putting up a jump gate. You didn't have to be on the ACLs. You didn't take a Titan bridge, although you can to get closer to wherever the Zarzak gates are. You didn't have to go through a wormhole. There were no mass requirements. There was no polarization. There was no drifters potentially to blow you up. You didn't have to wait 15 minutes for a filament and then maybe get into a good spot or not. You didn't have to go through Pochvin. So like the whole, all of the things that normally we expect in getting around the geography and EVE Online are gone with Zarzak. Hmm. And I think the big question that everybody's trying to figure out now is, is this a good thing or a bad thing? 
And I think for many people, that that question is answered depending on their perspective. What part of the game are you in? What part of the game do you enjoy participating with? Who do you fly with? Where do you live? If you live near one of these gates, this is the greatest thing ever. You have super well, content, and people will come to you, and you can go to them. If you don't, I would argue that it's uh, great for everybody living near one of these gates. And here's here's why. The and I'm already seeing it in chat. The predictable response to all of this, which is the the brisk ball or no, the the brisk ball response, right? Which is, oh, we're creating new content. new content. Is that not what we're trying to do? We're creating new. We content. like conflict. Isn't conflict good? We like conflict. So here's the thing. The people who are going to love this the most no, are mem members of large groups. Large groups with a lot of gun power who can, um, if they want to, drop a hammer that other groups cannot drop. Okay? Um, to use an example, my group uh, maxes out our fleet sizes. If I get everybody on, uh, you know, call CTA, do the whole nine yards, right? we're maybe going to hit 50 in our fleets. Uh, now, granted, it's, you know, wormholes, different, you know, economies of scale, whatever. Still, 50 is where we're, 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 we're leveling out. Some of these goon, in it, FRT, you know, the whole, you know, horde, if these groups wanted to, can call up fleets of 500 without, you know, without too much effort. At least a scale that I cannot comprehend uh, with with groups like or anybody in wormhole space accomplishing the same thing so those groups have the ability to apply an amount of power that they that other groups cannot so if you have that power and you want to assert influence over somebody you have to get there first right it's easy when you're close by because you have resources you can you can you know move within your own space um, but when you start to have to project that power right and here's the that's the magic p word when you start to project that power over longer distances of space it becomes harder to do so and then you now you've extended yourself you put yourself kind of out there your supply lines are not nearly as well developed at that, at that distance and if there are other groups that are competitive at a size near yours in that area they will have an advantage over you well now you've created effectively a super highway between the four corners of the map um and those groups can now without too much effort apply almost their their the the full breadth of their sub capital uh uh influence on any fight that happens within that space every single fight that happens um and I, i'll be honest with you that kind of feels like it sucks and i listen i'm not going to be the one to say um that conflict or avoiding conflict or we should not be aiming to avoid conflict but at the end of the day, local conflict matters, right? You have, again, same thing. You have you have local conflicts, you have regional conflicts, and then you have galaxy-wide conflicts, right? Local conflicts happen on a day-to-day -day basis, and they should. You fight with your neighbors, you fight with people who come into your space, the whole thing, right? We see a lot of that in faction warfare, right? Where uh, faction warfare groups will fight with local faction warfare groups or anybody else who wants to bring a fleet in, bada-bing, bada-boom, right? Regional fights happen when two groups deploy to engage with each other. We were seeing it a little bit up in the Northwest with B2 and FRAT. Um, you know, we've seen it before, you know. And then we have larger galaxy-wide fights like when uh, the whole 
Pappy Coalition moved to the Southwest to fight goons back during that engagement. But the thing is, those groups all had to move across space, large quantities of people, materials. Um, there was a huge effort that had to get to those to those places where they could they, they, they could be involved. With that Zarzak has offered a solution to groups who maybe don't want to move all that all that across that space. Just use Zarzak. Just jump through. Like, what's the big deal? It's it's a free one way ticket back and forth. Um, you can't bubble those gates. You can't realistically fight on those. And you gates. can't bubble yeah, on the inside. They're huge. So, uh, this absolutely now granted, small groups I think could probably get some use out of Zarzak as a way to move across the map. But for the same reason, I don't think large groups should be able to apply, um, you know, the full weight of that hammer on anybody else anywhere in the game all the time because it diminishes the value of that space diminishes the value of those local conflicts when anybody can get involved all the time the same thing can be said for small groups small groups need to be able to fight locally or travel to fight somewhere else right um at the end of the day uh yeah i i don't know i think it's i think it's kind of silly that they've created a system now and and you know I'm sure there are people who know much more about this than me who would make the same argument, you know, against Ansiflexes, make the same argument about uh, bridging and the, ho the whole nine yards. At the end of the day, the difference between Zarzak and Ansiflexes and Zarzak and bridging and Zarzak and um, wormholes and everything else is that Zarzak is free. In its current state, in the iteration that we were given, when they open those gates during FanFest, it is free. You can come and go as you please. You don't have to pay a ticket. You're not in any danger. If you want to stop and see the sights and fight somebody in the gates, awesome. Good for you. Great. You don't have to. And if you want to move a 300-man fleet, a 500-man battleship fleet, an 800-man battleship fleet through Zarzak, that fucking Deathless is going to say, come on in, baby. It's all good. Move right on along. No one's going to stop you. You can be from Delve to the fucking uh north or to the north in a matter of minutes whereas previously it would take you know at least a couple hours and a concerted effort to get there and when you're talking about whether or not that makes space more or less valuable i think it makes space less valuable that sounds pretty awesome rant. to me not gonna lie just saying yeah i bet it does mark, i bet mark, it does you know why mark, because you you're part of the hegemon you're you're exactly, the you're exactly, the, the exactly. you're the wheel in the machine, the big grinding engine that chews smaller groups up. That's what you are. That's it. Stitch, do you, you. have you guys but, have you have you used Zarzak at all? Have you gone through there at all yet? I know you I know you've been doing a lot of polarized fighting by yourself, but I I don't know. Have you gone through Zarzak for, for targets? I personally haven't, not yet, just because it's kind of so hot right now i feel like bringing anything solo in there is just going to get slapped around so waiting that for things to cool true. down that's probably true now listen i, I i'm not gonna I, I will argue to a certain extent against mark but i also I, my issue with zarzak has nothing to do with power protection power projection pardon mm -hmm. me it has nothing to do with the big groups being able to move around or the small groups getting shit on her and that kind of stuff because i have said and i stand by the statement i think a lot of the power projection issues that people have is just whining it's not, these are not legitimate. These are bullshit issues. Small groups that get angry that they can't have their localized fights 
Well, those guys are also the first ones to bat phone PL or bat phone NC dot or bat phone goons or bat phone in it whenever the other guy brings more people than they can. So that this whole thing is part of their partly their own fault. And Ansiblexes will allow, yes, allows us to get to places so we can live and delve and go fight in the north. But jump clones can do that too. And I don't see anybody out there pushing for this, getting rid of those. I don't see anybody out there getting pushing for getting rid of uh, Fortazars and clone bays and letting people death clone anywhere they want as long as they've been in that station before. So I think a lot of these power projection issues, that's, it's just a pining for the good old days of when you could have a 200, 300-person group and they could own a chunk of NullSec and they could live there and nobody would bother them except for their neighbors. That's not the game. It hasn't been the game in ages. My issue with Zarzak, and I do have an issue with Zarzak, is this. I like the stories in EVE Online. What do I mean by that? I like the stories in EVE Online. I like the narratives in EVE Online. But I like the stories and the narratives in EVE Online that are created by the players. Mm. I do not particularly care for, nor do I really pay much attention to, the narratives that are developed by CCP and that are pushed by the company and that some people in other areas of the game that are not NullSec enjoy. This is a NullSec-based show. We have a NullSec audience. I think I am not too far from saying that the the average person that watches this show, the average person that plays in NullSec does not give two shits about the lore in EVE Online. They care about the lore they're creating with their friends and the wars that they fight in NullSec. They're the guys that read Empires of EVE because it's interesting, not the guys who read, you know, Tony Gonzalez's book or any of the other books that are written by CCP-approved authors about in-game stuff. They don't care about the Kadari and the Galente. They care about Pandemic Horde and Brave Newbies. So for me, my biggest issue with Zarzak is this is a massive disruptor to the NullSec meta that is based solely on some bullshit pirate low-sec narrative mechanic. The locations of where this stuff is, the way the system works, what's it's going to do later, all of that is all designed around the normal old provide the CCP-driven content for the players that like it. But the impact that it's having on what we do in Null is a complete byproduct. We are, as wormholers often are, collateral damage when it comes to this type of thing because this is what they want to drive folks on because they've, they've started doing the faction warfare stuff, which needed to get done, and we're happy with that. But the, and this is just another thing. They're doing pirate factions. We had faction warfare for the for the empires. Now we got pi- faction warfare for the pirate factions. And they get their own little thing. And we don't know what is going to happen with Zarzak. Hopefully they'll make some changes. But if they don't, and it is the way that it is, this has a massive impact on the way NullSec works. And I'll show you. This is the type of thing that's been happening like almost every day in the last week. Now, I will argue it's not, I'm not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We're getting these crazy fights. This was a fight last night between goons and fraternity, essentially. Goons and Drakaris versus fraternity and horse. It was basically frat, pandafam versus imperium. There was no in it on this one. Goons got clobbered. We lost $100 billion-esque worth of shit. What else is new? But we were able, I believe, to save whatever structure it is these guys were hitting. We saw some actual T2 dreads used in this fight. But this is just a random fight. And where did these guys come from? They came through Zarzak. 
So you you got a Slepner fleet that they brought through, a Barghest. Who the fuck flies a Barghest fleet in Nulsa? Yes. That's kind of cool. That's Gangsters. like a wormhole kind of thing. Mm. And then you had on our side, we had Leshaks and a bunch of other random stuff. I guess this was a da- Damnations all over the place. What else was in here? Yeah, well, Leshak fleet. And then we brought t- and then uh, Tempest fleet issues. So, like, this was a crazy fight that just happened. And it, there was no other reason. There was no way. You were not going to see a fight like this in catch in Utah Q without Zarzak. So that's a good thing. I mean, that's, that's something that we do want. We want to see that type of stuff. We want to see these big fights that happen, right? So at the end of the day, if this is creating content and if it's creating fights, it's a good thing. But at the same time, I think there are times when it's a bad thing because you've got mechanics that are not designed for null. They're not designed around null that were never really contemplated with null in mind. They're really more for faction warfare and for low sec and for the pirate folks. And it's having an impact on the null sec meta. That is an afterthought. That kind of feels like shitty. I don't like it. And then Mark, of course, doesn't like it because of the power projection stuff. And I'm sure that Stitch would agree that that's a, that's a potential issue. So, what do we do about it? What is there anything to do about it? Is this something that we should embrace? Is it something we should complain about? Is it something we should ask CCP to change? Is it too soon? Am I asking too many questions? I think, yeah, Stitch, please. I mean, I was just going to say, as Eve players, it's we we have to complain. Like, even if it's a good thing, we have to complain about it. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't not complain about it. Right? He, yeah, yeah. He's only been on the C, on the CSM a couple of days. He's already figured that one out. If you didn't know already, yeah. I mean, he, at the end of the day, realistically, if they change something, cool. If they don't change something, I don't think it's going to. I mean, at a certain point. We as Eve players, null sec, wormhole space, low sec, uh, Pochfin people, any any of these, anybody who plays this game has, I feel like at some point, had to make a dramatic change to the way they play the game for one reason or another. Either it's because of a meta shift or because, uh, you know, CCP has changed, um, you know, a fundamental aspect of, of the space that somebody lives in and people have had to adapt, right? And the the old mantra of adapt or die has kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit because it got turned into a meme after a while. But there is still, I think, a nugget of truth in there, which is that if you want to continue to play the game, if you enjoy the game, if you like playing the game, there are probably other parts of the game that will appeal to you, even if some aspects of the game has changed in such a way that you get pushed out of doing what you want to do. And I'm not saying that's healthy for the game. I'm not saying it's healthy for for you know as a game company. I don't I don't know if CCP should be encouraging that, but it is a matter of fact, which is people will change if they need to change. And so if they do something, people will probably adapt to it. If they don't do something, people will probably adapt to it and just live with this thing. I do I do feel like there are some pretty basic like I agree with you. By the way, not about the power projection stuff obviously you're you're still a uh a a a a monster uh, for for all of that but the the point about um player driven narratives as opposed to game driven narratives i really do feel like there is a force at ccp who really would like to uh 
really, really, maybe at one point in the past, put their hand on the wheel and started to turn and really liked how that felt and is continuing to try and turn it. And that is not what, that's not, I don't think, what anybody here signed up for. The, 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 the narrative of CCP or of EVE Online has always been a, a neat backdrop to cool player stories. And getting rid of that or, or neglecting that in favor of, um, you know, dropping these huge uh, developer-driven things right in the middle of, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's, I think it's kind of silly. Um, well, so Arendis, and, and to that point, Arendis says, my complaint is that Null is getting treated like everyone else for a change. And then how often have changes that have benefited Null screwed over low sec or high sec groups or wormhole groups? Well, how long have they been treated collateral damage? Maybe CCP should treat everybody with a bit more respect and consideration. And there's some truth to that. I'm yeah. not going to argue that there's not some truth to that because yes, there have been times when we and NullSec have asked for changes that have gotten done that the end result was something negative that happened to small gangers or something negative that happened to wormholers. But I don't think there was never an intention. I don't think in those situations to ask for those things at the expense of those other groups. And I wish with CCP would, would spend more time not doing it. Like for example, I don't think you lose any of the benefit or the interesting aspects of Zarzak. Because in addition, not only did, did they do Zarzak with the gates, the gates are not the main thing. Like right now, the whole point of Zarzak is that it's going to be a hub for these pirate groups. Mm -hmm. And there's a, an in-game, uh, I guess, uh, event, event that's going on right now besides Crimson Harvest, which we'll get to later, that is basically allowing people to go in there farm these LP tokens and help to provide the energy needed to turn this big citadel in the middle of, of, of this Jovian region into uh, mm -hmm. a place where you can actually dock, like you can't dock in it right now. So they're in there and, and there's a game and people are playing it and they're raising up their garistas and they're raising up their angels uh, faction uh, standing so that they can use uh, the area better and, and all and getting ready so that they can join those factions whenever that happens in the expansion. I mean, that's, I think what we expect is going to happen, that that's going to be a thing. So at the end of the day, that they are using this as a way to create content for people to go in and who want to engage in this content. The NullSec use of using this as a superhighway is, 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 I think, an obvious, su such an obvious thing. And I know we've, the CSM, at least the last CSM, has said multiple, multiple times that if this is left the way that it is, that's what it's going to become. It's going to become a superhighway to get around the geography. Yes. There are many players in this game who don't like how easy it is to get around the geography now. And this is kind of a slap in the face to those players because they're the ones bitching at me all the time about Ansiplexes and bitching about filaments and other types of things. And then CCP goes and adds something that, that takes all of those things to the umpteenth level. It's, it's, it's hard, I think, to be one of those players right now and think, wow, these guys really not only do they not care about how I feel, they're actively going to stick it up my ass when I complain about it and give me more of what I didn't ask for. Stitches, am I, am I being fair with that? Is that a fair view of, of the, the folks who are unhappy with this, their perspective? Of the specific people, yes, probably. Um, I think there's also a lot of people in Small Gang that aren't as invested in projection because we have faction warfare to fall back on. We have some interactions with wormholes and you know wormhole groups uh you also just have you know some people that just film it and just you know accept what it is um you know there's 
I've noticed kind of on on the small gang side, a lot of people just kind of accept what it is and they go out and just try to kill things. You know, that's, mm. you know, because at the end of the day, they're just trying to enjoy the game. And there's right. only so much of screaming at a wall that you can do before you just get tired of it and just, you know, try to find fun here and there where you can. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a very complex issue and I'm not going to drag it out through every uh, nuance of it. <laughs> Uh, I think the Marauder change. You get change to do it on the is, CSM. Have fun with that. Yeah, I think the Marauder change was probably the biggest thing that, at least from a small gang standpoint, helped because you have a bunch of Marauders that were EWAR resistance jumping through an Ansiblex that was extremely hard to counter at the time, at least from a smaller group. Now, they are no longer EWAR resistant. They're easier to counter. So that kind of takes some of the pressure off in that aspect. Uh, now, as far as my personal opinion on Zarzak and how CCP is... Um, adding to even more projection. Uh, I, I kind of feel like it's the opposite of blackout. So instead of a null sec blackout, it's small gang blackout, <laughs> uh, where basically CCP is just going to the full extreme of what if we just did all the projection? And then they're kind of seeing, you know, what actually happens? Is, it a, is everything going to fall apart? Is everything going to consolidate more? Um, you know, is, is every small ganger going to quit the game like null sec quit the game through blackout? <laughs> <laughs> um and and so then then they're you know who knows three months four months six months down the line they're, they're they'll see what kind of happens and then they'll say okay well this was bad maybe we'll change it or maybe they'll say this was good and tweak it again so that's kind of just my speculation on it i mean and i'll be honest i i think if you if you look at this from ccp's perspective if you look at this from a straight agnostic to high sec, null sec, or w regardless of which null sec group you're in or which size alliance you're in, that kind of stuff. If you look at this from an agnostic standpoint, I think the gates so far have created a lot of fighting. There's been fighting on the gates. There's been fighting in Zarzak. There's been big fleet fights that have happened. I showed you one. There have been others. I was in a Naga fleet that went from 1DQ in about 15 minutes from 1DQ through Fountain, through Clown Ring, to Placid, through Alcevoinen, to Zarzak, and then out to HTAC-P, and then warped at zero on a Nightmare Fleet and got smart bound to death. It happens. It's not, it's, it, yes, goons do this. This is what we do. Okay, we lose stuff. But the whole idea is that would not have happened. I mean, it would have been a real pain in the ass if that had happened if we had gone up to DO6, for instance, and had whelped an entire fleet of pre-stage TFIs or something, that would have been bad. But Nagas that we all just fit out in 1DQ five minutes before the fleet and took them out, that was fine. We can do that all day. So that And that's fun. That was that was a good time. I think the folks on the other side certainly liked it. I, I would have preferred not dying. But hey, you know what? That was the first big fleet fight I had been in in a couple of weeks. So I was kind of excited to get out there and do it. So that was new content. And creating meaningful ways to get around that, get around the geography, get around the big distances that are full of empty space that's something CCP has been doing for years now. This is, I think, probably just another extension of that, as as uh, as Stitch said. But at the end of the day, whether or not this causes more people to leave than keeps them here, I don't know. But for me, if you're if you're again, if you're looking at this from a pure agnostic standpoint, if you're looking at this from a I want people in space fighting each other, then Zarzak probably has been a success so far. Is it too much of a success? Is this too easy? Does there need to be some downside? 
It's uh, that that's the question. And I had anecdotally, I had a friend of mine tell me that he was in a fleet with headliner that came through to this big fight in catch last night and they got through Zarzak and there was, and, and they're like, okay, what's the downside? Yeah. And they're like, there's no downside. That's, that's it. That's, that's what it is. It's just straight right through. And Man, I good. think everybody was expecting more and they didn't get it. And then they're kind of like, why is this, uh, why is this this easy? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess the other thing too, and, and for perspective, I have no, this past week of, of me being on the CSM has been nothing. So <laughs> I don't have any have, insider right, so knowledge. For those of you who are asking, the CSM, CSM. CSM 18 yeah. has not started yet. It's still CSM 17. The 18 guys only to sign their NDAs. We're waiting on, on that to be done. Once that is done, then what I intend to do with the other members of CSM 17 is sit down with the 18 guys, give them the lay of the land. We'll have one or two joint meetings, uh, CSM meetings with CCP. And then you guys are in the fucking pool and I'm out laying by it. Have fun. Right. So with that, with that in mind, again, I don't have any, any other information on this, but as has been done in the past, um, I'm kind of, also wondering like we're only seeing the very beginning implementation of Zarzac and you know CCP tends to have a history to say look at this new shiny thing before the new shiny thing is actually done Hmm. so what we're seeing right now may not be the end product you know three months four months six months down the line that is a completely fair thing to say yes yeah um and so I think everyone kind of having a knee-jerk reaction to my god all this projection you know, again, is kind of potentially a knee-jerk reaction. And, you know, I'm not trying to to belittle the, the concerns, but also, I mean, again, if players have a tendency to knee-jerk react negatively to damn near everything. So I'm I'm kind of just stifling my concerns and just wanting to see more how it plays out and also kind of where CCP's mind's at once I, uh, you know, actually can get some of that information. <laughs> and I mean, and that's completely fair. And I mean, I am, I am being on, honestly, we all know there's going to be iteration coming. We know that, that this is just the first part of a fully recognized, realized expansion, as was talked about during FanFest. So there will be, probably be changes. There are things that are happening now that will obviously are designed to change the way Zarzak functions right now. We don't know, however, what is going to be in the game. So what I always say and what is always, uh, and, and this was uh, something that Matani always used to say, was don't worry about what CCP may do. Focus on what they have done. If it's in the game now, believe it. If, it's, if they're talking about doing it or it's something that could happen, don't worry about that until it's actually in the game. Yeah. So the issues that we're faced with now are based on Zarzak as it is in the game right now. They may make changes in the future. We don't know what those are going to be. So we can only talk about the concerns based on what reality is happening right now. And I'll tell okay, you and for, for, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, the, I noticed in, in the chat, there was kind of a good point of, you know, at least, and, and this is from small game perspective, you know, if we're looking at small game perspective and, things are already, you know, quote unquote, broken for small game uh, with Ansiblex. What does Zarzak really change for small game if they keep it like this for another four months or six months? You know, we're already kind of fighting on the, you know, within the the limitations of Ansiblex already and Nullsec projecting, you know, a thousand people across the universe to fight other big Nullsec groups doesn't necessarily affect us. Again, we don't like it because we would like to see smaller groups exist 
within NullSec that are more reasonable for small groups to fight against, especially, you know, because y'all have a lot of space, honestly, that y'all don't really use a whole lot. It's just there as a floodplain. It'd be nice if we had smaller groups living in those places just for, you know, engagement on a smaller scale. I love um, that but idea. Again, I have no problems with that. Tell fraternity again, to, to, that they need to stop killing all the small groups. <laughs> Tell Pandemic Legion and Pandemic Horde and, and NC Dot they need to stop killing all the small groups. This is what I was going to say before. I had a long conversation with Starfleet Commander this morning, who is the Alliance leader for uh, Volta and who is also the head of the, the head the head guy of the coalition of B two, which is Brave mm. and Blob and Volta and those guys. Long conversation with him, and his big issue is that again, as always, the fight that they have up north. And hopefully we will be talking about this either next week or the week after is again, one of the situation where one of these big groups is picking on a smaller group. That's only been around about a year, two years, who's trying to get itself set up, trying to get off the ground, trying to go and do what any Alliance, what any coalition wants to do when they want to try to become one of the big ones. And that is consolidate, organize, mm -hmm. get everything set up, get the members ready to go so that they can be in a position to have a fight. Right. What and I mean, that's kind of North? a that's this thing that yeah. pops up in chat a lot. Was just oh well, the small group should get bigger. Well, that's kind of a a, a no brain take. Where yes, if you're an already established large group, you can already build up and continue building up because you have the assets to do that and defend yourself properly. But if you're a small group trying to get a foothold in Null and you start to consolidate even a little bit, or you start showing shinies or capitals then just a bigger group's just going to treat you as content and they're going to erase you off the map. So how is a small group supposed to get bigger? You know, quote unquote, what you're saying in chat, just get bigger and, and, and that's defend it. yourself. <laughs> and, that, and that's it. And that's the bottom line. Like the biggest thing is, is fraternity could come after us. They could come after in it. They could go after an established group. That's very big that, and they can get through to their space relatively easily. Now. I mean, Al Savoynin is, one jump from Clown Ring, which is a one 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 regional gate and one Ansiblex from Fountain. It's four jumps from in its staging through Zarzak. You know, it's not hard to get to. Fraternity is in Venal. They can get their stuff up there. They could go fight in it right now. But no, they're going to pick on Brave and, and Volta instead. For what reason? We don't know. The B2 guys are the defenders. They've been the defenders in this war the entire time. They, are, they cannot go on the offense because they can't make any gains because they're in a completely different time zone from fraternity. And the time zone tanking is, in my opinion, a bigger deal than the power projection issue because that's what actually makes it hard for any some of these big groups to ever get interdicted by anybody, especially one of the other big groups who happens to be off time zone. One of the great right. things about World War B2 or about the Vietnam War was that you had a lot of fighting across all the time zones and you had big groups that had stuff that was going on all the time zones. And when we did EU time zone stuff, it was close enough to US time zone that we could get big numbers. But when it's fraternity versus brave or fraternity versus blob, fraternity versus Volta, and they're calling in our, our you know, our help, the time zones never work. So they can't ever go on the offense. They can only defend. And so what you have is fleets going out, tons of guys going around and refing structures, setting up timers they never intend to go back to, doing soft fights. And in the end, what's the, what's the difference? Nothing. There's been no progress really in the North as far as I can see. Now, I'm sure if we talk to Starfleet Command, we talk to Jinx, we talk to Luke or any other guys, they're going to have a different story about this. And that's why I want to talk to them in a couple of weeks. But from the outside perspective, as somebody who is arguably in this war because goons are in the war, I still can't tell what's happening and if it's really making any kind of a difference. But I know 
that it's very hard for those groups because they can't they can't go on the offense and there's no way really to stop this war. And at this point, I think everybody's looking around trying to figure out what are we still fighting about? Why is this war in the North still going on? And I, I can't answer that question. Maybe Norales can answer that question. Maybe Luke or somebody can answer that question, but I can't. And the result has been just nothing but this back and forth. Mm. And I would rather have fraternity come fight us, to be bluntly honest. So anyway, good news. that's kind of where we are. There's a really easy way for them to get to you now. All they have to do is take a couple jumps uh, down into Zarzak, and then they're basically in Delve already, baby. I mean, I don't know what's to tell you. It's right there. <laughs> right. They're already here. They're uh-huh. already here. All right. So one last thing. Well, one, one thing I want to get to, and then we will get out of here because it's a little early. One of the things that one of the big criticisms that a lot of people had this year was because of all of the faction warfare narrative stuff, because of the two expansions, when we had, um, we had the, uh, what was another, what was the last expansion? Uh, Viridian. 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 We had Viridian expansion. Mm. We have the Havoc, exp- the Havoc expansion coming. Havoc. Havoc expansion coming in uh, a month and a half. That all of the old live events that they usually did during the year are gone. We haven't seen it. We oh, didn't yeah. see Guardians Gala. We missed out on all the, the Calderi Day and, and Galente Federation Day stop, and Amar stop, and stuff. All that stop, stuff. Stop, stop, stop. I don't care about it. I don't know what it's called. What'd you say? What'd you, what'd you call the the people with with the blue people, with the blue jams? What did you just call them? I said Cal- Galente. I said Caldari. No, said, you said you I... said Cal- you said Calderi. Called Dairy. Oh my yeah, gosh! I say that Basically, Kaz again. Do. I'm doing it to fuck with you now. Okay. Called Dairy. Right. Okay, go ahead. Amor, the Amor Empire. The Amor. The the Min Matter. The Min Matter. There you go. Uh, continue. There you go. There you go. Anyway, the big complaint was we're not doing any more live events. But guess what? One of the best live events, and I'll tell you why it's the best live event from my perspective. One of the best oh, yeah. live events to do every year is Crimson Harvest, and it is back. It is starting soon. October the 5th through November the 6th, one day after Guy Fawkes Day, you're going to get to go out and have some fun. And I already have one complaint from one of my friends who was mad because why do they change the Rex to pumpkins? Pumpkins aren't Eve related. This is bullshit. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just just imagine they're grimdark pumpkins and it's all fun. They're, they're extremely exactly. grimdark they're grimdark pumpkins. pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. So anyway... Here is the thing that I think is the best part. This is why Crimson Harvest is always one of my favorites. 90% loot drops. Hell yeah, dude. Yes. Ah, you'll love to see it. This is what I want. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get Guardians Gala, which usually has the egg thing where the where you kill a pod and, and all of the implants drop. drop. We didn't get that, but we get 90% loot drops from PvP, which is yes. Thank you. I'm very pleased with that. I wish this and was ladies and like gentlemen, as ago. always, if you are seeing right. advertisements on INN, that is because you are not subscribed. We cannot control them. These are Twitch required, but there is an easy way to get around it. You never have to see another ad again. Oh my goodness. Just subscribe to the channel and you never have to see another ad ever again. There you go. True. That's how you do it. But anyway, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to... Crimson Harvest. There's going to be a log, daily login campaign where Omegas will get 250,000 skill points, Alphas will get 75,000, and of course, you know, there will be all the fun things that you get from 
Crimson Harvest, the loot, and the skins and all the other stuff. So that's pretty exciting for me. We're at the end of the show. We kind of wrapped it up. Mark, there was a one wormhole fight. Do you still want to talk about it, or do you want to talk about it next week? Yeah, we can do it real quick, because there, right, there going to be much go. more. I want to use this as a very quick opportunity to plug my own shit. So Here we go. He's plugging his own shit. I am plugging my own shit. So, inspired by my mentor, a, a much maligned and, um, at times, uh, uh, you know, perhaps overexcited brisker ball uh, i have begun streaming kind of um we do a an on and on again off again show this is it's, it's an old show that we've we've recently tried to revise called the bonus wave uh the bonus wave is a wormhole show uh uh that i'm just gonna put it in twitch or in the chat there you go Bonus Wave is a wormhole show. We used to do, it used to be like a talk show. More recently, we've used it to uh, broadcast live. Uh, big fights in wormhole space. A lot of prearranged fights between groups that just happen to roll into each other um, and want people, somebody to come out and, and effectively live shoutcast these fights. Um, what you're seeing on screen right now is the BR from a fight last night. Uh, this was a, a pretty big scrap between uh some some wormhole groups um we had uh one group that rolled into another that other one called up a bunch of their friends to to come over and, and engage and they had a whole big thing happen so it was a lot of fun everybody seemed to have a, a pretty good time uh obviously the the numbers were, were were pretty high for us um but we're uh we're doing this now um on you know, I think we're going to do some shows, maybe Saturday nights. We're probably going to do a, uh, you know, like a live com show during the week. So if you're interested in wormhole or wormhole adjacent stuff uh, for whatever reason uh, and want to just come talk shit and, um, you know, make fun of killer ports and the whole nine yards. Uh, this is a place where you could do it. Uh, but yeah, this fight last night, it was a uh, it was a mostly subcap fight. The defenders, I shouldn't say defenders. One side had. Uh, a fleet nag that was um, used to some effectiveness. And yeah, I mean. So, and it looks like, I mean, it's Loki. We had a lot of T3Cs on both mm -hmm. sides, as always. Bunch of curses yeah, those, on one those, side. Uh, those, those Lodgy Lokis on the right side are so cracked. Um, they, uh, they're, they're really, really good. They are very expensive. It's like four billion. Except when they're the not four billion is, I mean, look at these, look at these Loki prices here. Okay. Yeah. I mean that yeah. all losing all of those four billion is Loki's probably cost those wormholers like 10 seconds worth of blue loot. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna have to spend a, a whole hour and a half out crabbing away to, to recoup those losses. I'm sure they're devastated, but the, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna do this uh, in the future. We're gonna have a good time with it. Um, if you want to stop by and see our shit, thankfully, uh, my good friends at Rampage were kind enough to send over to us last night uh, during the middle of one of those fights. It's mostly just me, so if you can stand listening to me for for that long, uh, you know, we have a good time. Very good. All right, That's all I got. Stitch, Stitch, any last words before we get out of here? Nope, just uh, looking forward to next week, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're going to get you all started. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank yeah. you for joining us. This has been the Meta Show for 
September the 30th, 2023. I'm Brisker Ball alongside Mark Resurrectus and Stitch Caneland. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Next week, we're going to talk about, I don't know, we're probably going to talk about the war in the North. Hopefully, maybe we will have some folks. Otherwise, we might punt it to the week after. We'll see what else happens during Eve this week. Looking forward to onboarding the new CSM before uh, sooner rather than later so I can get the hell done with it. And for the rest of us, we're all going to be sitting here playing this game that we love. So thank you all for joining us. Have a good rest of your weekend, and you stay classy, New Eden. Oh, and by the way, if you're in Karma Fleet, stick around for our status.